Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm, sperm cast. Hi, everybody. Well, I've gone to New York to visit my family on the farm, and since family time is so precious, we're going to get right to it. But stay tuned for the end of this episode if you want to hear some updates, okay? This week, I'm going back to my sperm cast roots and interviewing a potential sperm donor. I know, you thought I was all done semen hunting, and so did I. But when prime semen knocks on your door, you cannot just turn it away. It was a hot and steamy L.A. night. I had just done my third IUI and didn't have a clue what was coming next. Would I get pregnant? If not, would I do another IUI? Move on to IVF? Where would I find the money for IVF? I needed to get knocked up without breaking the bank, but how? I searched my Rolodex for another known donor like I used in the olden days five months ago, and that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks. An Instagram message from my old friend James. You remember James. He was my co-host in my very first episode of Spermcast. Is James off the table? Is he... Oh, good question. Yes. James? I have removed myself from the table. <laughs> you don't want in on this? What, no, what don't I'm I know? Under the table and dreaming. James and I, we wouldn't make a good baby you combo. So? No. The Ew. baby would be weird. He's so <laughs> the tall. Baby would be... all that facial hair. Yeah. I mean, come on. The baby would be so weird. It would be a weird baby. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Here's what James wrote to me on Instagram. The only ending that makes sense is you take my sperms. Hashtag full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, James Kirkland. I thought it would be a great ending for the podcast. <gasps> I mean, I don't want the podcast to end just yet, but it would be, I mean, it is a good full circle sitch. Yeah. 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 So to, so I was like, oh, she at least should have me on. Yeah. Absolutely. I wrote, I will take it, James. I'm not kidding. Then you write, always down for helping a friend. And then I say, James, don't fuck with me. Listen to today's episode and then really think about it. Did you listen to the episode? No, I have not. I and knew it. I will give you a reason. It's because I listen to podcasts on Google Play. Uh-huh. And I was unable to find your podcast. Is on that Google right, Play. Amanda? What's Google Play? Well, it's a, <laughs> it's the service I use for listening to music and podcast. It's through Google. Oh, are you not an iPhone user? I'm not. Wow. No. Well, you can always listen on my website, spermcastpod.com. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and you know, we don't use Google Play, but we do encourage everyone to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Peyton Hockey. I'm Molly's 14-year-old niece. I just wanted to let you know what a huge difference you can make in her life and for the success of this podcast just by going to Apple Podcasts right now so you can subscribe, rate, and review Spermcast. Can I have my phone back now? Also, the reason I was thinking about it is I, was, I did a one-person uh, show at the, at the Fringe Festival. Yeah. And uh, I saw Amanda Blake uh, Davis. Davis and... Um, and then we also talk, we, we spoke of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on with Molly? She gave, and then she's like, no, I think she's still looking. I was like, Pff. Do you know anything that's happened to me in the last year? Uh, I think I <laughs> caught up a little bit of a stuff. I think you, you almost were there and it didn't work out or something like that. Hmm. No? I had I had two donors. Oh, great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, we tried, I tried four times. Yeah. And then on the fourth time I got pregnant. Oh, great. And then I had a miscarriage. So I was accurate when I said you're almost there. And Is it that what out. you were thinking? Yeah. You, you meant by almost there? I didn't there? want to say those words because it seems offensive. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's a woman's body. I can't say the words. I don't want to. Don't talk about a woman's body. <laughs> exactly. I get scared. Um, <laughs> okay. So you know that. And then after that, I didn't have any more donors left because things happened. Oh. And then um, nothing bad. Just circumstances changed. Yes. And so now, so now I've been going to a sperm bank mm-hmm. and dropping 800 per vial every month. Wow. 
Plus, I'm doing it in the doctor's office now and spending a grand for the procedure every month. That's so, so much money. And then there's medications. Oh, my goodness. So half of me is thinking, why am I doing this? I got pregnant naturally. I could just do that again. I just have to find a donor. Right. And then you messaged me thinking I wouldn't be into it, but I'm into it. So you're going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to it. Right. And I said, don't fuck with me. Do you have a sliver of interest? And I said, I did, I did have a sliver. Aside from the sliver of interest, I mean, I know you are here to promote your book. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, I do have a book. Uh, it's called Friend of the Devil, the Bill Walton Mysteries. Uh-huh. And Bill Walton is a former basketball, basketball player. Former basketball player. Right. Well, he's in his 60s now, so there's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he plays that much ball anymore. But he's a, he's a current basketball announcer. Oh. And so one day I was trying to figure out a... Um, I really like mystery books, like Jack Reacher novels, or like Michael Connelly's Bosch series, mm-hmm. I like serialized airport thrillers and mysteries mm-hmm. a lot. And I've read a lot of them. And I was like, I want to write one of these. And I was like, who's my hero? And then one day I was at a Laker game, my buddy, um, I was telling him about this. And I said, what about the Bill Walton mysteries? And he goes, write it. <laughs> and it was this dumb joke, but I committed to it super hard. And a year later, I had a book. That's I gave crazy. birth. Nine months later, wow. I gave birth to a book. I've also done the uh, audio book now, just released on Audible. Oh. That took a long time to did record. Did you read it? it? I did read oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so fun. Yeah. He's got That's the voice of Bill Walton as well. <laughs> Moon, stars, rainbows, hieroglyphs, Egypt, Giza. All, all my listeners know Bill Walton, for Good. sure. Yeah, they're really into basketball. Terrific. <laughs> now, I strongly encourage you to go to Amazon right now and buy James's mystery novel, Friend of the Devil, book one of the Bill Walton mysteries. But we do need to get back to the topic at hand. Sperm. And is this dude going to give it to me or not? Uh-huh. Now, back to sperm. Yes. Aside from being fun and cheeky in that message, what really inspired you to send well, you that I, message? You know, it, the things have changed for me in the year and a half since that first episode. Two years? What was that? A year and three months. Okay. I was close. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, I've actually felt a tremendous transition in my personal life, whereas now I really do want to be a dad. I really do want to see my seed find purchase on this earth. <laughs> I want to have lots of children. I'm really, I'm oh ready God. for it. And that's a, that was a wild change. I would took, a, I, mean, it's a, I guess I'm a late, I was always a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. So this is just like a recent thing that I've just now been like, okay, yeah, now I'm, I'm ready for that. What do you think happened in the last year? Just a lot of, what, what happened in your life? Uh, that can, made... can I guess? Career success. <laughs> well, you know, maybe a little bit, but more like uh, inner confidence, a defeat of, the black dog of depression uh, rising up above <laughs> the clouds of <laughs> expectations to accept myself and for who I am in my life. Whoa. So that's the key. Fellas, listen up. <laughs> Love yourself. And uh, then you'll want to, uh, yeah. Were you depressed before? Or did I you think, have you been... yeah. I think, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So you said um, you want to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Or, and you want your seat out there. Are those two separate things? Uh, well, are you worried that you're on the one hand, are you worried that you're not going to ever have any offspring and this is like a, a backup plan? Right. In case or I you, die. Or are you trying to co-parent with me? <laughs> uh, that's just, that sounds, I mean, actually I do know somebody in, uh, in Portland, my friend, uh, Sam Thompson, who I played basketball with in high school and he has a co-parenting thing right now and he's been very successful with it and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Loves it. He mm-hmm. always is posting kids, pictures of his kid and just mm-hmm. like, it says it's the best thing that ever happened to him. And I think that's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, what do you think? What? Tell me more. Have you tried to get into relationships since you started this podcast? Have you oh, tried yeah. to date at all? Yeah. Nothing. No. Swings and misses. I just don't like anyone when I meet them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, it there's just not seems a lot like... of good people out there that I'm interested in and that are interested in me back. I know it is a challenge for sure, for sure. But I remember when I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I had it. I was at the same time. I was very much like not believing in love. Those things like went hand in hand. I love right. love. Right. But I didn't think it was ever <laughs> going to happen for me. That when I was coming here, I was worried. I started thinking, I was like, I'm kind of worried about Molly. Like the idea of doing this podcast and doing this thing, is it cutting you off from like the other, from finding someone, a partner who you could. Well, if I had to with? choose between the two things, yeah. love and baby, I yeah. would choose baby because right. that's what I want more. And because I can't wait on making a baby, I got to go for it. 
But I don't think it's closing me off, me off emotionally. It may be stopping anybody from starting a relationship with me. Mm. I'm having a hard time finding anybody that's even remotely interesting. Okay, so you're not depressed. No. Oh, great. No. I went on a Tinder date this morning, that hike. <laughs> that was Tinder. Oh, wow. Hike, a morning hike date? Well, it was a cop-out. I didn't want to hang out with the guy. And I was like, well, at least I'll get some exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but a hike is like kind of a big commitment. That's like, what, two uh, hours? Tough. No, you're never going to well, like I'm somebody. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking coffee. I mean, wow. I, I can't. I, there's not a lot I can do on these dates. Right. Wow. I'm on hormones. <laughs> yeah. It's really like a hike or maybe you go get a foot massage. Oh, my right. God. That'd be really that fun. Be I went fun. bowling one fun. time with a the guy. Then yeah. we went home together. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was and, fun. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm closed off. I okay. think I'm very open. Listeners, you know how <laughs> my listeners know how how open I am. I mean, it's embarrassing how open I am. Right. It's shameful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is that I am also very like a private person. Uh huh. And uh, so uh, it would it would be hard to do with the pot with you talking about the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I would, it would be hard for me. I could mm-hmm. never listen to it. And I would be just like. You're saying if you were to become my sperm donor, you yeah. could never listen to the podcast. Yes. That's fine. Would... You don't listen to it anyway. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't change much for me. Yeah. <laughs> now that you put it that way. <laughs> well, it just, it, but it is still, it would be hard to get to like change my name. I'd have to change it right now before post- posting this. No, no. And we, then... couldn't, and we couldn't advertise your book. Oh, that's a tough choice. <laughs> See, I had my offspring out there. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. So you said you had a, a there was like a sliver of interest, but you had a lot of questions. Yeah. Give me some. Uh, what do I get out of it? <laughs> you get, you know, your 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 seed gets to be out there. Right. And then I wait for like 25 years before like the no, I, you'd know right away. I mean, the kid would re- know right away. So having a known donor, which is what you would be, uh-huh. I would be telling my kid right off the bat, like, when, even when I'm like changing their diapers, that... Uh, that Your father abandoned you. No. <laughs> that would be not <laughs> that good. Here to help me explain donor sperm to kids is my niece, Peyton Hockey. She'll be playing the role of Jordana, my young child. Hey, Jordana. Hi, Mom. I don't have Did a... Did you have a good nap? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So I I look around at school and I see all these um kids who have moms and they have these 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 guys called dads. Yeah. If I don't where, where's where's my dad? Where where? Well, you remember how I told you oh, shit, it's hard to answer this question. It is. I'm fucked. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Hi Daddy! Hi Papa! Um, Peyton's gonna go look in your bedroom. It's not in there. Okay, I'm looking for it outside. Okay. Hi, this is Peyton Hockey. Molly's away looking for, for her book, for her father's book. I thought I'd try to explain how to tell a child that their father was a donor, since I am technically a child. So I think the most important thing is to just be honest and don't make up lies and just explain to them that they don't need families are different in all different ways um most families you know a lot of families don't have moms a lot of families don't have dads you know some families have two dads some families have two moms so a lot of families come in different shapes and sizes and you know as long as there's like love in the family then there's nothing wrong with it Thank you. That was my speech. What are you doing? And they would assume they would assume the worst for me. Like, oh, so he doesn't care about me. No, they wouldn't because they would grow mm, up and No, a- but kids are naturally narcissistic and I say that in a good way, whereas anything happens to a kid, they assume it's their fault. If you like but if your parents no, are fighting when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, it's but my this fault. This isn't a bad thing. There's nothing to feel fault over. It's a positive thing. I'm an empowered woman who wanted a child so badly and so strongly that she did this thing for herself. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a negative. There would be no negative connotation to it. And, I do, and I do so, think that there's so many different types of families out there now. Yes, but I think it is best for a child to have a father. Okay. Like, or just a father figure in terms of like, you know, uh, I mean, with the lesbian couple, sure, like have the masculine one be the dad. 
whatever. Oh, there's not always a masculine one. Who are you right now? I don't know who you are. He writes one book. He writes one book and he turns into strange, like... No, I would. It, it would be hard for me to know that I was the father and know that the kid didn't. I would be like, oh, we got to get Molly a, uh, a partner ASAP. Why? A lot of people don't have dads. I know, but... I mean, thousands and thousands of women do if this. It was, if it's my kid then uh, I would feel like I would want that kid to have a father. That means I would have to be like, I would but feel I have, like I'd But I have five brothers and a That's sister. Great. A lot of uncles. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a lot of male friends. I don't know there would be lack for positive male influences. I would say that it's, uh, you know, it would be... I just, would be a father figure as well. I'm not a specifically feminine kind of girl. Okay. <laughs> I can confirm that. I've, I've seen Molly with a few tools, fixing things, yeah. and she's very outdoorsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have great, you have broad shoulders. Thank you. I know you could bear the weight. I'm good at sports. Yes. I'm athletic. My absolutely. kid would be outside all the time. Absolutely. I don't doubt. You know, maybe there's some, maybe there are a lot of negative things to having a, a male figure around. Not if it's a good man. I don't think that's the, I don't well, think that's that's the problem. Well, I mean, it's a it's a bit negative towards men to think no, that no, way. No, no, no. It's just where's the if I had a good man, that'd be great. But right. I'm not gonna just Here's the way you should do it. You got you can't find him in LA. This is the mistake. You gotta go out into small towns. If you went in Tindering out in Bakersfield, you'd find a husband in two days. Honestly, you would. LA is tough. LA is really hard. LA's hard to date in. Yeah. Hard to find people who want to commit. It's it's a land of children and make believe out here. People all want to are chasing dreams, they're looking down things, they're they're self centered most of the time mm-hmm. and they're really not looking for uh, or it's it's hard to find people who are matching up with your timeline in terms of family making and children it really is yeah i, I don't agree. know yeah i've faced the challenge i've too. noticed <laughs> but uh but there are people who are, who are down i just think you have to get outside of la yeah, but i it. i'm not like i need to do this right now not because i'm being needy not because i'm being selfish but because i my body needs to do this at this precise moment or it's not going to happen People get, with every, get pregnant like 45, 46. I've not, heard of this. No, they really. don't. Not no. naturally. We've, and we've not easily. We've figured it out and it doesn't happen. You done the math? Yeah, we ran the numbers. Yeah, we ran the numbers. <sighs> it's unfortunate, yeah. It's um, usually with a lot of drugs and a lot of stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. I'm already on. But you're on the drugs. Currently, now. Yeah. What do they make you feel like? They they make me... I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> don't pry. Okay, I'm sorry. She's fine. Like, what I'm saying is that like every passing month, is like a nightmare to me. I'm getting older. My right. eggs are getting older. Well, did you ever passing months, th- yeah, and I'm not going to settle pressure. down. Hold on, I'm not going to settle down with a guy that I am not madly in love with, and spend the rest of my life with somebody because I, I'm attached to him because of a child. Right. I want to find the person that I will fall passionately in love with and be with that person. But I'm not going to be searching. I'm not. I don't need to do that at this very moment. That window is never going to close. Right. The window of love is always open. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. But the baby window is shutting on your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now he gets it. Yeah. We're in, yeah. It's an emergency. Well, this is the thing. I like looking at it like that. I don't think it's, a, it's necessarily what like, it, you ever hear the thing, like the idea of like excess importance or too much important. When, you, when thing, something is, you put so much importance on something. Mm-hmm. I think that decreases the chances of it happening. Well, that's what it feels like, yeah. And right. I worry about that all the time. Right. Is that an actual theory? or? or? It is a theory. It's a theory by this guy, Vladim Zeland, who was a Russian quantum physicist. He wrote a book called Reality Transurfing. He talks about how when you think that something, when you put importance on yeah. something, you have excess support. Like you go to an audition and you really want it yeah. so bad. You're guaranteed to fuck it up. Can I swear? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you overly think it's important, like... Yeah, but you can't, I mean, how am I? If you look at it as not a big deal, you're probably pregnant tomorrow. It'll just happen. Sperm's (laughs) going to find you. They're flying in. No, this isn't real. I mean, it's a I think it's it's a metaphor, but it's it's like, you know, I think there is something to it when when you put like everything and so much importance into it, Mm -hmm. it decreases the chances of it happening. I mean, that's not a fact, but it's something that I've thought about a lot. Yeah. And there's not much I can do about it. I mean, my life revolves around this at this point. Right. I have a podcast all about it. Right. I'm pitching shows about it. Like, oh, wow. I wrote a book proposal about it. Right. It's, I don't know. There's nothing <laughs> I can do. It is my life. And so I just have to try and, and enjoy it and 
try not to think about it too much when I'm not working on something. Right. But I see that as being hard is that you just said it does your life literally revolves around it. Mm -hmm. And whenever I see anybody, it's, it's all that's, it's all the conversation is about. Right. Oh shit. Let's talk about something else. I feel like (laughs) such an asshole. Every time, like last time I saw Amanda, I'm like, fuck, how are you? I have no idea how you are. I'm always talking about myself. (laughs) Well, because it's like such an up and down, it's a roller coaster. So it's like, Mm. I don't see Molly for like a week. And then I'm like, oh shit, she just inseminated herself. Are you (laughs) pregnant? Or like, I like will wake up in like a, like a sweat in the middle of the night being like, I haven't texted Molly in a while. Like, is she pregnant? Like, it's just like something that it's on everyone's mind. Well, also, we're also invested in your journey, right. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you some questions. What are the practical things then? So I splooge in a cup, give mm-hmm. it to you. Right. And then I'm done forever. Yeah, well, so. Not exactly. Not exactly. But here's what I did with the other guys uh-huh. and here's what I would do moving forward. Okay. In the past, a, a, a known donor would uh-huh. come to my house, jerk off in my bathroom. Bang you. No, James. <laughs> oh my god! Is that why you're here? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, put some stuff in a cup, mm-hmm. and they'd leave, and then I'd put it in. But each cycle I had, they would do it three times, so uh-huh. every twelve hours. So I would be ovulating to, to, at, at about fourteen days into the cycle, uh-huh. and they would um, they would give me a sample. The day before ovulating, the night right. before, and then the morning of. Three fresh cups. Three fresh cups. And that's Three how much it is. Mice. Three large cupfuls. <laughs> almost a quart. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. And also, they wouldn't be able to um, jerk off two days before that. So, I... I, I don't would... masturbate. I watch porn anyway, so... <laughs> Not a problem. What are you, a robot? No, it's, my life's gotten so much better since I quit porn and masturbating. You don't masturbate? No. <laughs> well, not to porn. Sometimes uh, my imagination. Okay. But I I'd also like usually block the ejaculate in those cases. Oh Why? <laughs> so you You're still saying, no, I remember you talking about this about 10 years ago. You said you, you, you what was it? Kundalini or something? What were like you? It's like a Daoist trick. Da, da, tantric. Daoist thing. Actually, now, I, and then I got off it for a while, but then I, like, there is like a chart you can look at and you see a man's age and it tells you how, how often you're supposed to uh, ejaculate and if I'm 38, so it's about uh, once a week. Any and more than that. Who wrote? What's wrong with that? This chart? Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's Montauk Chia who's a Taoist uh, philosopher guy. I had my team reach out to Montauk Chia and he called me right back. In the Tao practice, we have a practice we call non-ejaculation. Okay, yeah, Montauk, that's exactly what James was saying. We believe that the sexual energy can multiply a lot because the sexual energy creating a human and multiply to a trillion and trillion cells. So one cell of the father and mother mixed together become one human and it's split into 50 trillion cells. Uh-huh. So a lot of power there. Yeah. So the sexual energy can multiply. So in the Tao practice, a sexual practice is multiply the energy and transform it. And multiply and transform it. Multiply and transform. Multiply and transform. Got it, got it, got it. And so that is how you make the orgasms, you know, stronger? Yeah, the orgasm is a key. When you feel highly arousal, orgasm, love and compassion, and you combine them together, they become one forces. And now the orgasm spread to the eyes, get to the ear, spread to the nose, press to the mouth. So we call senses orgasm. People are dying for orgasm. Seriously? I, I mean, I am. We are dying for entertainment because something make my eye orgasm. Oh, sometimes I get this... Uh, like a pulse in my eye. Is that an eye orgasm? We want to eat and eat because we want a mouth to get orgasm. You know, have you heard of gleeking when the, the spit flies out of the back of your mouth? Is that a mouth orgasm? We want to smell. In summer smell, we want the nose to orgasm. Oh, and that's why they say that one sneeze is worth 17 orgasms. I get it. I get it. And we are dying for orgasm, but we are actually draining out the orgasm. Not enhancing it. Wow, this has been really, really interesting. Thank you, Montak Chia. I really appreciate you taking my call. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it weakens the man to uh, you lose a lot of nutrients 
if you I, I mean not when you, when you're younger it's okay you got to factor it down there but as you grow old you got to kind of really kind of sparse okay. it out interesting, mm. interesting well you'd have to do it three days in a row well okay so now the difference would be i'd probably have you um freeze a bunch so in case you took off and decided not to be my donor, I'd, I'd have some frozen samples. I'm going to go for a pack of cigarettes. Here's my sperm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'm doing IUIs now, intrauterine insemination, where the doctor puts the sperm, where the, the lab washes the sperm um, so that it's just sperm and there's no semen. And then they put the sperm directly into the uterus. And Is that then, an injection? Yeah, they inject it straight into the like uterus. Like through your skin? No, through your cervical opening. Gotcha. With a long catheter. Does it hurt? Um, no, don't feel it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So for that, you would do, you would come and do a, a fresh sample. You may, you could probably do it at home and bring it in, mm-hmm. or you could do it there in their, in their um, collection room. <laughs> <laughs> if I had my druthers, though, I would do the what are your IUI. My, what are they? Yeah. Like, what does the word mean, or what are my druthers? What are your druthers? <laughs> um. I would do the IUI, but in addition to that, I would also have you come over and give me a sample so that I can put in at home. So then I have to go to like I have to go to a facility, and then do it, and then go to your house and then do it. Yeah, maybe so two times tops. Okay, tops. That's it. <laughs> yeah, because what's weird about so the whole thing with the fertilization of the egg and everything—it's all about the timing. Right. And if you don't, you can't the rhythm pinpoint. Method. No. No? You can, nope. You cannot. Well, sure. Thank you. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> you can't pinpoint exactly the moment that you ovulate. And you want the sperm to be in there when the egg is released from the ovary. Yeah. You want the sperm to actually be in the fallopian tube waiting for it. Okay. And so what I was doing when I was doing it naturally was just, you know, doing it over the course of 36 hours so that it couldn't be missed. Also, right. live sperm, fresh sperm, yeah. may last a little bit longer than frozen sperm. So when he's doing right now, what he's doing is frozen sperm, putting it in when he thinks I'm going to ovulate. But there's not really an exact way to tell exactly when I'm going to ovulate. So you're still trying with this frozen stuff every month? Yeah. And the, so far, no, no dice? Yes, I just tried my just tried my third one last week. Oh, so you still could. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening down oh, there. Oh wow. Right now. So you could be pregnant right now. I could be. You are glowing. I am? Yeah, you have a glow about you. Thanks. <laughs> it's probably from that Tinder date this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the cheeks. So if the timing is off, I'm spending eighteen hundred dollars for him to put this stuff in, but maybe all that sperm is dead before I actually ovulate. If it mm. do, if the frozen stuff only lasts maybe twelve hours. A popsicle. Yeah. It'll just melt and then it's gone. Yeah, sad, melting on the hand. Yeah. Right. You never know what's going to happen. I have no idea if I'm going to get pregnant or not. The chances at, are, are about 20% for IUI. I thought they were 8%, but they're about 20%. That's great. Yeah. The way I was doing it before with the known donors, the chance was like 4%. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this is your fourth IUI or your third? third. Your third. Okay. Oh, we're, we're building up to 100% here, then 20%, right. 20%, 20%. Is that how statistics work? I didn't take a, a statistics class, I but did, I'm pretty but sure it I is. did, but I did really badly in it. It's very complicated. It's so hard. I didn't like it. Oh, it's part of my major. <laughs> <laughs> I had a tutor. Like, I could not understand no, it. No. Ugh, I hated it. Okay, well. I mean, or... If you don't like the idea of going to a doctor's office and you want to just do it naturally, I mean, I'll stop spending the money. I just right. thought it would be more appealing to not have to do it three times. But I thought you, you, said, you said that it's only a 4% chance if I... Yeah. And the but other I'm way like, is my 20%. body did this. It knows how to do it. Why don't I just do it? Try that right, again. Right, right, As opposed to putting hormones in my body, yeah. using sperm from somebody. I, I don't know who this guy is. I mean, I can't... I didn't even see an adult photo of this guy. I just right. saw kid pictures. right. And I have to trust that, you know, his family and medical history is what he says it is. Although I think it is. He seems like a really great guy. The Tinder date? <laughs> no, no. The sperm bank guy. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. You got, you saw his picture and he see his Just thing. his baby photies. Fody- <laughs> <laughs> you just look at his baby photies and that's all you know? Yeah. Just baby photos. Okay. So yeah. So those are, but those are options. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to help. Right. I want to be helpful. 
Well, I think the reason I wanted you to listen to the podcast, and no, I'm not offended that you didn't. I have so many friends that don't listen to the podcast, but I think the reason is because I wanted you to empathize a little bit with what I was going through. And I thought maybe you had listened or something, and that's why you reached out to begin with. But then it occurred to me you may have been going through a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, in that first episode of this season, um, I taught, I mean, it goes through all the feelings and emotions and all these questions and kind of puts you in my shoes and other right. women's shoes that might be going through this. Right. Okay, here's the thing. I, w- I think I would be down, but I could never know. What, James, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to know. I mean, you're going to know then that I'm you jerked out. off. In, in <laughs> I need what to do be, you mean? I need to be mixed in with a bunch of other guys. I mean, never... I could mix you in with my sperm donor yeah, there we right go. now. So I would do the IUIs with my doctor and yeah. then you could give me some fresh stuff before and after. But what do you mean? Why, why not? No. Because then I would want to be involved. And what about having a, a limited involvement? It seems like it's like half measures. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to. But do you think it's realistic that you wouldn't know? I mean, if Molly did get pregnant, you would probably be able to tell if it was your kid. Maybe. I just like, like I'm a generic white guy. I don't think, I think it all blends in together. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> has, the attitude. he does have the your stats. Have your attitude. Huh? He does have your stats. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We the guy I looked for. Yeah. Or the guy oh, I there picked. there you go. Yeah. Similar stats. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you have any more questions for me before I ask you some questions? Uh, well, okay. Well, like Amanda was just saying about a limited involvement and stuff like that. Well, what about, and I'm not saying that I'm down for this, but what if it was a full co-parenting situation? Right. So Is I that turn something up you're Chris, ready for in your life? Like I do, like uh, like what, how we did uh, church when I was a kid. Eastern Christmas, I'll turn up. That's some not gifts. co-parenting. <laughs> That's fun uncle, which is what I want. Yeah. Co-parenting is 50-50. I mean, there's different proportions, I guess. Speaking of co-parenting, I did a really fun interview with some co-parent friends of mine, and maybe that's what our episode will be next week. I'm not sure yet because I'm on the East Coast, and who knows what's going to happen over here. But maybe that, and that'll be fun. But no promises. Okay, bye. I just feel like I need a partner to be there 100% of the time to help me because I would be scared to do it by myself. Ah, uh, so you like would be scared to like have the baby on a weekend I'd by yourself. It. I'd lose it. Aww. <laughs> I'd be like, Molly, good news, bad news. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, not that. I, I'd, be, I'd be fine. I, I'm going to be a great dad. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Probably the best. Yeah. But I, but I would be scared to do it solo. Right. Okay. So in your, I mean, aside from marriage to the woman of your dreams. Yeah. Uh, and and then family of your dreams. Right. What is your ideal scenario? I would make a, become a successful author mm-hmm. so they can move from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Once I'm out of Los Angeles, pff, easy to find wife. Okay. No problem. Okay. I'm out in the, in the sticks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I take a peasant girl. We become uh, uh, entwined. <laughs> Six or seven. I'm writing books. There's kids everywhere. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But what if that doesn't happen? <laughs> Well, I don't have a backup plan of that. I don't know. So I'm asking if you were to donate sperm. Yeah. What would be your ideal parenting situation? Either. Uh, mm, I mean, no knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. That's what you would want. I think that would be best for us. <laughs> <laughs> Could I call you if my kid is doing something weird and I'm like, did you do this kind of weird behavior when you were a kid uh oh no oh, because no. i wouldn't because then you would know yeah then i'd have to ask my mom and my mom would freak out she wants a grandchild so badly could i she'd be, she'd be over at your house the would whole time the kid, my mom would basically move in with you i mean fine right would um the child be able to know who you were when they're 18 25 <laughs> <laughs> 
when they could you rent a worst. car. If you had listened to any episode <laughs> 26. ever, you would know that this none of this flies. <laughs> Is this bad? Am I doing bad? No, I mean, you're great. You're doing a great job okay. at being a podcast guest. Okay, great. But you're not doing well on the... Um, you know, sperm Look, donor. I'll give you one jerk test. off. I can't know anything. Final <laughs> offer. <laughs> Look, I'm desperate. I'll do anything. <laughs> oh my God. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, I mean, I have questions for you, but oh, wait, wait. like, well, sperm count wise. Oh yeah. You smoke weed all the time, don't you? What's all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Molly's reaction was great. I mean, all the time I think is uh, over three times a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably like have some very slow swimmers right now. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done the, I haven't crunched the numbers. Yeah. I haven't done a, I haven't done a count. I mean, I have a test. You have a test? That I could give you if you're curious. That I would have to do I didn't myself. bring it with me, but I could give then it. Then I could find out? Yeah. So I might disqualify myself with this test. Um, actually, this this test only tells you how many sperm you have, like the, the sperm count. It doesn't tell you their motility and their morphology. And the motility is how fast they move and what dire- how, if they go in a straight line or if they're just going in circles. Whoa. And then morphology is their shape. So if like one has two heads and one tail and another has one head and two tails, and these are not normal. You don't want those by- guys. You want an <laughs> average size head and a healthy tail and yeah. a zoom. And a zoomer. And a zoomer. Right. Um, um, yeah. So, but you could take this. I'm curious. Te- I could give the, the test to you. I'm, I if, am curious about my uh, my situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would say that, you know, if this were a viable option, you being my donor, then I would ask it. I'd ask you to test. But if it was low, you can change your sperm count in 72 days because that's the lifetime of a sperm, like ah. an individual sperm. So um, just by changing some of your behaviors. Right. Yeah, also like sitting in hot tubs, cooking your balls. Keep doing that. Don't do that if you That's want bad. if you want to donate sperm gotcha. and get a girl pregnant. Gotcha. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, there goes my hot tub. Uh, do you hot tub a lot? No. Not at all. <laughs> I was in the one this weekend though. Ooh, oh. Bad news. I don't know if it could, if it's just like a if go in a hot tub and you're one one Once time and, and you're you done. Wait 72 more days for they reborn. I don't know. Or if it's like you got to do it, you know, once a day or something. I don't know. I don't know either. I take cold showers. Does that help? Does that bounce it out? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So that would be a thing. Like if, if you were to be my donor, I'd ask you to like, if you were to be my donor and your sperm count was low, I'd ask you to like cut down on smoking weed or maybe not smoke weed at all. Is wow. that something you'd be able to do? Uh, right. And again, what do, do I get? 1800 bucks then? No, you, nope. You, <laughs> get, you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a lot of upside for me. It's it's like it's, it's just it is like a, a good a, feeling in your heart, right? An altruistic sort of joy, right? <laughs> I, I do appreciate that, and I do want you to be happy as my friend, and I know you would be a terrific mother. Thanks, but no weed for seventy-two days, <laughs> wow. and probably more than that because you know it might take more than one try. Okay, okay, yeah. But what if I do the test and it's like pff, they're zoomers? Great, you're good to go. Okay. No props. Yeah. Also, yeah. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, Mazda's. Yeah, Mazda's firm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am curious about that. Well, I'll give you the test regardless. Yeah. <laughs> and then what do you do? Is it a self test? Yeah, you do it. I'm not going to help. And then, well, no, but then, like, is it like a there's like pregnancy a little, test? You, like, there's like a, a little stick? centrifuge, and then uh-huh. you put it on the centrifuge, and it spins around. And, and then, like, you have to put it, and the computer tells you. No, and then you look at it, and it shows you basically the live sperm are out at the edges of the cartridge. Oh. And it shows you where on there your count would be. If, oh. Yeah. So it's got like kind of like so some we, numbers on it yeah. that kind of indicates. They like want it more than 15 million hmm. per milliliter. Pound? Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it's neither here nor there in my, for us, right, right. <laughs> I think, at this point. Yeah. I guess so for me, I'm trying to figure out what my next step is if I'm not pregnant at, at the end of this You one. could be. I could be. Again, you are glowing. Thank you. You have a glow. Thanks. Thank you. If I don't feel any different. But that's fine. I didn't feel any different last time. Right. <laughs> you don't know. You don't, I don't think you feel anything for like nine months. No, I think you do feel some things okay, I don't know that. a lot about having babies. <laughs> I will admit it. <laughs> but the doctor has suggested I go straight to IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. That's like the final boss. Where they take the eggs out of you. 
Then they inseminate those. They fertilize those eggs and they put them back in you. Wow. And so I have to figure. Have you tried that yet? No, because that's so expensive and it's such a more um, more intensive, physically intensive process. Right. And yeah, I just have to figure out if that's what I should do because it has a higher success rate. Right. So I could end. What's the percentage there? Could be sixty percent. Wow, that's high. But are the babies weird? No. <laughs> Y'all, I looked up the stats as I have before, and I cannot figure them out. They're all dependent on the age of the woman, the clinic, the number of IVF cycles the woman has been through. So you're on your own on this one. But, you know, if you know the facts, please feel free to let me know. <gasps> no. No? No, they're less weird because oh. now I could have I could fertilize with an egg that might not be the best egg. But oh. they when I do, when you do IVF, they test the embryos and do genetic testing to make sure they're oh, viable embryos. And that's top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they have viable embryos, the percentage rate is like 60 to 70%. Oh, wow. So that's what the doctor is suggesting as the next step. And where yeah. are you at? That's talking to James. <laughs> so not great. Uh, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. I'm back to asking men for their sperm. And tell me your your main resistance to IVF. That's a great question, Amanda. <laughs> what what is it? The hormones? The no, cost? Honestly, I I've had a, I've thought about this a lot, and it's well, I mean, aside from the money, which is a huge deal, it's like fifteen thousand probably. Okay. And it's only a six percent chance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. But the reason the doctor thinks that it's a that it could be a good idea, well, one doctors always just want to do IVF because it's got a higher success rate. But the yeah, I might end up spending more than a round of IVF anyway on all these IUIs. Right. Um, so that's something I need to figure out. But the other thing that I had to come to terms with last week was my ego. Mm. When I decided to find a sperm donor. My ego took a little bit of a beating because I'm admitting to the world that I don't have a man, that I that I right. can't find somebody to make a baby with me. And so that hurt. Ooh, that was just not, that wasn't a cry. Okay. That was a... <clears throat> mm-hmm. We can do crying if you want, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I do a lot of it. Um, and then I was able to find two cool, good-looking, athletic donors. And I was like, I feel cool. I don't feel gross. My, my ego is doing well. And then I lost both my donors. And then I had to make a concession and go to a sperm bank. Then I had to make a concession and go do IUIs. Now this concession to me, I think makes me feel like less of a woman. Like I couldn't get it done naturally. Mm. Like the world already knows I don't have a man. Now everybody's going to know that there's something wrong with me, that I'm infertile, that I have to go to all of these lengths and spend all of this money um, to do IVF and, and I'm infertile and unlovable and no one is ever going to want to be with a woman who had to have IVF. And so it's just an adjustment that my brain has to make in order to do IVF. Well, I don't think that anybody really cares. I mean, which is the guys don't care what the method of you well, let's say you met a woman and you wanted to have a baby with her, but then you found, and she had her own kid and you were okay with that and you weren't judging her for it, James. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine this. <laughs> Let's say you had her and then and then you found out that she that the way she had her child was through IVF and mm-hmm. you also wanted to have a baby with her. Mm-hmm. You would think that you guys wouldn't be able to have a baby naturally, that you would have to go through IVF again. Mm. And that yeah, you know, she wasn't I don't know. Well, that guy's a dick. Who would <laughs> want to be with him anyway, for real? It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, what so, an like, the, deta- the semantics of that are just like, yeah. If it, yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. I don't like this hypothetical guy at all. Okay. Sorry. You can do so much better. Hypothetically, you can do better. Yeah. yeah. Also, he seems like you're, you're looking at me the entire time you said it. I'm sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, you even as you're saying it, like, you know that that's all in your own mind yeah, and right. that people don't feel that way about IVF and so many women have to do it young women too you know people in their uh, 30s you know so I think that I also my as I I was saying about my ego I think a lot of my ego is uh, wrapped up in my in being a woman and that like I put so much importance on it when I was a teenager because I didn't get my period until I was almost a junior and 
high school mm. and everybody else had their periods when they were in seventh and eighth grade and and I was the last girl and guys did not look at me and some of them thought I was a lesbian some of the ones that I had like a crush on thought that I was gay and I wasn't I wasn't girly and I didn't have I didn't feel like a woman and then when I got my period I felt like I was like finally there and I'm in all of the uh, visits that I've had with the doctor, I've felt so um, excited every time he tells me like, um, oh, wow, you have eight follicles on this ovary. And whoa, on the other side, you have nine. This is crazy. Are you sure you're as old as you're saying you are? Your eggs aren't that old or wow, whatever. Wow, that and is it, nice. Right, but it makes me, it gives me a, like a, 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 a boost. Well, if your eggs aren't that old, then it's not too late to find uh, a partner. No, James, get off that kick. It's <laughs> not her focus. She doesn't want that right I, now. I want a partner. That's not a problem. But it's just like that. Yeah, I can't. That's not what I have to go after right now. I've okay. been going after finding a partner my whole adult life. Right. Didn't work. Right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to reprimand you. I'm sorry. I obviously deserve it. I have, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am an idiot. <gasps> I do admit that. So anyway, I felt like my, my ego was like excited that I was... I was actually like a fertile woman and now I have to go, oh, fine. I'm not, I'm just well, like everybody this else. Well, is, this is the thing. I mean, you've, you've tried four or five rounds total, six rounds total maybe? Of what? Of just insemination in total. I guess, yes, six, six or seven. I mean, a lot of people will try for a year and a half and they'll get pregnant at yeah. your age just with their partners. Right. Um, but you don't have, like you want to just get this going so yeah. you could maybe empower yourself by thinking of it more like a choice yeah. of like I could keep down this road and there's a good chance I'd get pregnant but mm -hmm. like I want to have my baby like you said this is consuming your life for better mm -hmm. or for worse mm -hmm. so why not just like treat yourself to, to IVF, IVF. <laughs> treat yourself girl Perfect. <laughs> yes. I think that's great advice from Amanda <laughs> I would yeah. also, if I can uh, impart one thing, yes. of, um, I would say, uh, close your eyes. Now? I guess. Oh, where's my blindfold? Oh, wait. <laughs> I had a blindfold in here. Oh, wait, there's one over there, too. Oh, here, put okay. on this weird sex blindfold. Oh, my God. I want to be on that podcast. <laughs> okay. Now, imagine that you have a dashboard in front of you. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now this is the control panel of your consciousness. Okay. This is all the things that you. Are my all, listeners doing this too? They can absolutely, okay. and they can replace whatever we're talking about with whatever they feel like is 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 has excess or too much importance in their life. So okay. they want too much. Okay. And uh, also breathe. I forgot about that. Take well, a this, deep breath. this blindfold smells like something. Se sex. It smells like. And candy. It smells like some sort of cologne or perfume. And yeah, that's my jupe. I'm sorry, I did. I did have jupe on. Uh, <clears throat> okay, breathe. Okay. And out, out. Okay. You see your dashboard, and you see all these blinking lights and dials. Okay. And you see things like um, desire, and you see things like love, and you see things like hate and anxiety, and then you see like this dial, and it says "baby" on buy, buy it, and this is a baby dial. And you see that that dial of importance is turned all the way up to 11. Okay, can't even go that high. Okay, it's mm -hmm. super high. And right now the whole machine is like smoking because that dial is redlining and you're into like seven grand RPMs on your thing. And it's actually hurting the engine because that thing is turned so, so high. Mm -hmm. So I want you with your mind's eye, take your mind hand and dial that thing down dial the importance down in your mind i mean you can still have your life and still live what you want and and still be doing all these things to get your goals happening but i want you just to turn that importance down can't put it at like a seven or an eight let's put it all the way down no, to like a two that's scary no but that's what's gonna make it happen okay the more you think it's not important the more the universe will allow it nah but that's you. jinxy and weird what's jinxy that's what i'm trying to get away from mm -mm. no no I don't think you're doing this. Also, you're not participating in the exercise. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Take a dial. Okay, I'm taking it Why down to a two. Take all the way down to a two. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then push a button that locks it there. No. Sorry, it's locked. It's already locked. <laughs> you pushed it. Okay. 
And then now feel the engine of your consciousness running more smoothly. Every, the engine's humming now. There's no more smoke. Everything's going natural and normal. And now all your goals, all your things that you want to get done are going to get done effortlessly. There's not going to be effort because the importance is down. And therefore, you are more present and more able to make it happen. And now you feel your engine surging along. Mm. The baby's coming towards you. Might be happening right now. Who knows? Mm. And... With that, take another deep breath, seal in the practice. Can we can we turn down my love one too, please? Turn that one right down as well. Yeah, take that love dial. That love and partnership dial that's also is way up too high, making that really hard to accomplish. I'm putting that at a one. Lock it, please. Lock. It's locked in. Oh my gosh. Now your engine's going so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, you feel the turbo charged. Now, all the things that you want and desire are coming to you effortlessly because you know that you don't have to put any excess expectations or importance on them. They're just going to happen because that's the way the universe works. Look at a flower. Is a flower efforting to open? No. Mm. It's the most natural thing in the world. Look at a cloud. Is it efforting to fly across the sky? No. It just happens. This is the way the universe works, and this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to have a baby, and you're going to have a great love, and everything's going to happen right in the right time and right in the right place. And it's going to be so beautiful and lovely. And with that, take your blindfold off. Well, I like that. It's just a little exercise you can do when you feel like when and when you feel like the it's the importance is really. And I think this is true. Like I know it's you already have your intention. The intention is very clear that you have, which is great. Which is the like the most of the battle. Yeah. When your intention is not getting to you where you need to go, I find most of the time it, with me, it's because I thought of whatever I wanted was so important. And so it's really that visualization of turning that importance down. I think it's going to help you. Yeah. At first I wasn't, I didn't like this idea because it did feel jinxy, but I do think that there's something to it. When you turn those knobs down, everything is equal and you see right. your whole life like and um, you have other values and other things going right. for you. And so you feel a little bit safer and it might, if anything, just help you mentally yeah. on yeah. this journey, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Besides, you're already probably pregnant. You're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do stop running the air at six here. I am sweaty. I'm hot. I, know, I I'm sweat sorry. a lot. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather so know nice. I don't like being cold. Yeah. You're very feminine. <laughs> it's true. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. part of the glow. Do you want to go have IVF with me? <laughs> Girl, treat yourself. Girl. A baby. I know we don't I'm going to splurge. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some uh, uh, IVIF. Get an ice cream and an IVIF. <laughs> have a day. I'm Buy those care. shoes you want. Yeah. <laughs> Buy those baby shoes you want. Oh, it's <laughs> baby Louboutins, bitch. <laughs> Do you think we'd make a good looking baby? Oh, yeah. 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 I think You're, it... You have a very symmetrical face. Oh, my gosh. Thanks. Yeah. Did anyone tell you that before? No. No. No yeah. one has. Okay. But I, I think I think it'd be a good baby. Tall, athletic, mm -hmm. full lips. Yep. What's your background like? Uh... Scorpio. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never dated a Scorpio. What sign are you? Virgo. But mm. I someone someone told me that I should. James. Macarena, hey. <laughs> I. Um, yeah. And your singing voice. You just heard it. Powerful. What did he sing? Macarena. Hi. Oh. I, yeah. I, got I bet it's good. You have such a resonant voice. voice. Can you hold a tune though? Yeah. Okay. You know, you, you know that I'm supposed to harmonize with all my contestants. Oh, really? I don't what want song? to at all. Oh. But let's do it. Okay. What are we singing? <laughs> what is, what's the tune? It's always different. Is it queued up? No, no, no. We have to oh, pick uh, one. We're going Acapulco. You like the dead. I do like the dead. Box of Rain? I hate. You hate that song? I love that song. I love that song. I don't know if I can sing it. You know what? Dead harmonies are. Shit, I don't know the words. How about Sugar Magnolia? Yeah. Again, I don't know. Sugar Magnolia. <laughs> well, it would be interesting. <laughs> not your fault. Not your fault. The we dead's nice. hard to. They don't karaoke the dead much. No, I love they them. have very hard harmonies. I love them. They do. Ugh. Intricate, intricate harmonies. I like the dead. I do too. Jerry, Gary Garcia, Bill Cruzman, Phil Ash, Bobby Weir. I'm not a fish fan though. 
I know. I, 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 I don't listen to fish. Oh, thank God. No. Well, no. that's my only requirement is that you don't <laughs> like fish. How do you feel about Dave Matthews Band? That's a good impression. The week come, the week begin. Yeah. <laughs> Take these chances. Twist them in the box until it's quiet. Why are we singing Dave Matthews on my my show? I hate Dave Matthews. I like that song though, and how you yeah. guys just sang it, I really liked it. Oh my gosh. No, we're done. We're done. Okay. Um. Right, so I think we, uh, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. One we- splooge, that's all you get. Final offer, I don't meet him till 26. <laughs> and then we started talking about conspiracy theories. And then we ended the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to pull the plug <laughs> on this. Thanks, James. I love you. Thank I love you, you too. Thank It'll you. work out. I know it will. The Probably not is down. with your sperm. Okay, well, let me know. <laughs> but you I mean, offers on the let table. me know if you, you know, come around to something. Well, I think you're pregnant already. I honestly do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to think about that. The importance is down. It's going to happen. I'm going to IVF. Hey, anybody want some ice cream? (laughs) Okay, everybody. We've reached the end of the episode, and I have some things to tell you. Basically, I'm confused. When I flew to New York on Friday last week, I was eight days past my IUI in the middle of the two-week wait, and I vowed not to think about it. The thing is, I wanted to not think about it, but I also wanted to continue tracking my basal body temperature, my BBT. I had been gifted a very cool thermometer called OvuSense. Basically, it's the size of a tampon, and you put it in your at night before you go to sleep. It records your basal body temperature very accurately, and in the morning, you take it out, wash it, and wave it over your iPhone, and voila, it inputs your temperature into the chart. Easy enough, I didn't have to think about it. But here's the thing, on Sunday morning I woke up and my temperature had dropped significantly. I'd already had a dip in my temperature two days earlier and thought, ooh, maybe that was my implantation dip. But this dip on Sunday morning was bigger than the previous. Lowered body temp indicates low progesterone, and if your progesterone is low, you're probably not pregnant. But part of me hoped this was my actual implantation dip and that the earlier reading was just a random fluctuation. I tried to put it all out of my head, but later that night, now 10 days past IUI, I noticed a tiny bit of pinkness on my toilet paper. Hold the phone. Was this implantation bleeding? Or was my period insanely early? It couldn't be. It couldn't be. I tried not to get my hopes up, but implantation bleeding seemed like the only thing that made sense. I kept it to myself and decided to wait till the morning when I could take my temp. If it went back up, then it was my implantation dip for sure. If it didn't, well, I probably wasn't pregnant. Well, Monday morning, this morning, I woke up and my temperature was even lower than the day before. And now I'm just confused. I told my mom, and she came in a couple minutes later with some research. I just looked up this basal body temperature and fertility thing, and it says that there are many interfering factors. Here's what it says. Several factors influence the basal body temperature. BBT is completely unreliable during an illness or fever. Other factors include oversleeping, altered sleep cycles, stress, shift work, alcohol, reproductive disorders, some medications, and travel or time zone differences. You've been on interesting hormones in, in the last month or or last two cycles. Well, currently I'm on estrogen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, come on up. Come on up. Oh, were you guys talking? Come yeah. on up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. come here. What were you going to ask? Oh, I was I was just going to ask where you guys were. And now it's Monday night and there have been more developments. What are these developments? Well, I've been having some cramping feelings. And a little bit more spotting. This time light brown. Are these signs of implantation or are they signs that my period is around the corner? There's nothing left to do but wait for tomorrow. Except tomorrow I'm going to take a pregnancy test. Also, have I mentioned that my boobs have been feeling like glass lately? No, it's... I'm not... (laughs) I'm sure it's nothing. But hey, if I don't get good news tomorrow, I get to have IVF. And thanks to Amanda, that doesn't sound like the worst thing on the planet anymore. And thanks to James, my baby importance meter is down at a one, locked, and my engines are running at full steam. 
Don't forget to buy James Kirkland's book, Friend of the Devil, The Bill Walton Mysteries, book one. You can also find James on Twitter at Jamie Kirkland or Instagram at James R. Kirkland. Thank you so much to my newest Patreon subscribers. Holy moly, you're blowing me away. Diane Quinn, Natalie Wheeler, Chanel Boulas, and Sherry Zellsdorf. We're at $506 per month and 178 patrons, and I am so honored and so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. Speaking of Patreon, if you want to know how the P-Test turns out, subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And not only will you find out if I'm pregnant in real time, you'll also have access to all kinds of extra content from the past, present, and future i guess yeah you can also find me on instagram facebook and twitter at spermcast you can call me or text me at 323-741-1818 and you can email me at spermcast at gmail.com and hey did you know that i have a website i do it's spermcastpod.com okay i'm off to dinner with my family i love you so much thank you so much goodbye he could be bald and bearded shorter or tall funny smart love basketball gay straight black white tiny eyes with an underbite i just need sperm sperm cast an erios production powered by acast 